it's pretty easy to get data into that uh, BI tool. It's not free in, in some scenarios, like if you have a data warehouse, you need to connect it otherwise, but free to use that um, and, and build your visualizations in that platform and share them across your institution if you're on the Google platform. Yeah, super, um, super intuitive, easy to use and low cost tool that can make a big difference right away. Absolutely. Welcome to the EduData podcast, a part of the Enrollify podcast network. This is your weekly guide to the data driving higher education. No PhD required here. Our weekly episodes break down complex data issues and ideas into easy to understand takeaways that higher ed pros can digest and immediately put to use on their campuses. And we're your hosts. I'm Timothy Davis, an engagement analyst at Element 451. And I'm Jamie Boggs, also an engagement analyst on the data team at Element 451. Welcome to the EduData Podcast. This is the EduData Podcast, where you can learn higher ed data a little bit at a time. I'm Jamie Boggs, here with my fellow data enthusiast, Timothy Davis. Hey, Timothy, how's it going? Hey, going well. Ready for our first episode. Yeah, super excited to jump into some things. Uh, We're going to kick off our first episode today talking about some common barriers to higher education as far as data goes. We're going to talk about a lack of access to data and getting your hands on data that's spread out across campus, a lack of available data tools, and a lack of people resources, making sure you have the individuals and capacity in place to make all that happen. So why don't you get us going, Timothy? Let's get it started. So first, let's just acknowledge that every institution has its own set of practices and procedures, and those are just going to come with some barriers when it comes to sharing and using data. But today we want to focus on some of those major ones. So let's first talk about lack of access. One key issue here is just going to be silos right? Everyone has their own data. Maybe they started generating it themselves and stored it themselves, um, maybe in a data warehouse or maybe just in an Excel spreadsheet, uh, but they've got it themselves and they own it. And then another department has their own and another department and so on. And we create these silos where data lives um, and, and no bridge to connect them all. And so that can create a lack of structure, right? Various data sets from different departments are maybe aggregated differently. One, one department reports, um, on the semester level and another on the weekly level. Um, there's also probably going to be a lack of consistency. So like what codes are used um, if if each department is storing like term codes or student type codes um, by their own definition, then they're going to be difficult to interpret across each of those silos. And then finally, the big one, as we've mentioned, the lack of access. If one department asks uh, another for data, uh, you know, it's sometimes we, we get a little competitive about, about managing it and about who owns what, and it can be uh, stepping on toes. So got to be careful of that. So to combat these issues, we actually recommend trying to move your institution or your campus to a universal data warehouse for everyone. Um, and that's where everyone can sort of store their databases. And even if they are writing data in their own ways, it's all still in the same place. And people across departments have the visibility into each other's data and can potentially transform it as needed. So that's our recommendation for that. And that sounds really intimidating, but there are a lot of tools out there. It makes it so easy now. It makes it at least Jamie proof, I have a hard time messing up our data <laughs> warehouse. So there are a lot of good tools out there that can 
that can help. But that's another big issue, right? The lack of data tools. The days are mostly behind us of just throwing something in SPSS and letting us give us uh, standard deviations. There are basic Microsoft Office tools that are more powerful than even the most advanced analytical programs from when I was in school. So having said that, there are tools that can make the lives of higher ed professionals so much easier. And we're going to get into those more in depth in future episodes and highlight some specific tools that can help in very specific ways. But there are a lot of programs out there that can make your data immediately actionable. Visualizations can be automatically generated. Language processing models can explain outcomes in words we can all understand. And almost every data software you find now can detect anomalies and duplicates, which took up so much time when you're having to do it manually. There are studies out there that show that about 50% of institutions have a plan to invest in new software in the upcoming budget cycle. And just 40% has discussed incorporating artificial intelligence into their data processes and communication procedures. So it seems like campuses are starting to come around, but not quite there yet on investing in technology to maintain and manage their data. And there's no limit to how much money you can spend on these tools, but there are also a lot of options that are cost effective and some even free that'll make a big difference for you. And again, we, we're going to go in depth on some of those, but just, I don't know, setting the stage here. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, um, we, one of the free ones that we've used before, Jamie, is, is Google's Looker, which is a visualization studio that you can just like upload a file to and start creating visuals from that can share just as easily as you're used to sharing like a Google Doc. So we've used that one before. That's a, that's a great free option. Super user friendly too. It's great. For sure. Another barrier is people resources. Many offices are responsible for reporting of some kind and doing their own sort of analysis, but very few are going to be uh, equipped with like a data engineer or a data manager. And so like even if you do spend some money on on these data tools and technologies, it could be a mute point uh, because you just don't have the people to manage them. So the solution to a lack of people resources does not have to be trying to go out and hire more people. You don't necessarily have to hire a data analyst or scientist for every department that's going to be um, making and managing their own data. If you have an institutional research office, they could be a great place to start if you're looking to centralize data and bring everything together. They might already be doing some work like that, and they might be ready to collaborate with you to bring whatever data in your department uh, into, into their scope, and you could kind of co-manage it together. But for smaller departments, smaller institutions that don't have an institutional research office and can't make new hires, you can leverage artificial intelligence and automation technology to make some of these problems a lot simpler. AI and what we've seen come out of like ChatGPT and its ability to analyze and visualize data is really astounding. All you really do is just give it like a CSV file and you can spin up some analysis and visualization right there within ChatGPT. And then when you need to automate the transfer or transformation of data, tools like Zapier are a great solution that have an easy to use interface and can connect to a variety of apps. Say you're moving something from a Google Sheet to an email or, or wherever else it needs to go or your visualization software, you can make all that happen within Zapier. I think a lot of people are intimidated by a lot of these tools, whether that's a fear of, of learning something new or some people are worried about it taking jobs. I don't think that's an issue we're going to run into as much as just 
finding new ways and more efficient ways to do our work. And some of the tools that you mentioned are, are great for that. And hopefully this podcast could be another regular resource for you and your team to learn about best practices, free or low cost technologies, efficient processing techniques that can help your team improve on your data insights, hopefully in no time. Yeah, if there's a particular topic that you'd like to hear us discuss, please send it our way. Our contact information is in the episode notes for this episode. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the EduData podcast brought to you by Enrollify, a learning community for enrollment managers and the higher ed marketers. If you have any data questions or topics you'd like to send our way, we would love to hear from you. In the meantime, go check out the rest of Enrollify's extensive podcast catalog for more insightful tools and ideas. Make sure to join us back here every Friday for more of the EduData podcast, learning higher ed data a little at a time.